Hello, and welcome to the Branching Path Podcast. This is episode 13. Welcome back from a pretty long holiday break. I hope everybody had a good uh, a good holiday and played lots of great video games. I am your host, Kyle, and I'm joined by my fellow host, John. John, how are you today? I'm pretty good. I was sick for a bit, which is why the break's a little longer than usual, but I'm uh, much better now. How are you? I'm good. Uh, just so everybody knows, I'm not 100% convinced that John has not been replaced by a robot. So look for subtle clues throughout the episode and send me your thoughts on Twitter, please. I'm still trying to determine... If this is the real John, or if it's Robot John. Hang on, my creator wants to microwave something. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have that attached. Why don't we jump right into it, John? Do you want to start with uh, what you've been playing the last month or so? Let's do it. Uh, A lot of it has been Final Fantasy XII. I bought it on the Switch because it's cheap, and I just got sucked into it again. The game is really addicting. Um scratches a lot of rpg itches for me so i dedicated a lot of time to it i've got some notes here about it as usual i only com- uh, record the things that i want to complain about it's <laughs> a very positive podcast <laughs> overall I, I, again as usual overall i like the game a lot but the things that stand out to me are the things i'd want to change so, yeah yeah fair enough um the zodiac age lets you break the damage cap mm-hmm. and exceed uh 10k or 9,999 right so, and just um, to clarify also, zodiac age was like the re-release that they put out on ps4 and stuff originally that's right it's on ps4 steam and uh switch right um and your hp can also through the bubble spell technically exceed 9,999 but the ui displays damage above the cap but it doesn't display your health above the cap which was a little pet peeve oh weird Um, yeah i'm not not terribly huge fan of that um some weapons just seem to get shafted for no reason it's it's uh they're not all going to be equal but it would be nice if they were a little closer some weapons like the ultimate crossbow are a little lackluster it's got a low critical rate um I still like it because, as far as I remember, uh, crossbow bolts can't be parried, but it is definitely behind some of the better pieces of gear. Uh, right. So if you really like a certain weapon type and it didn't get the same treatment, then you get a little shafted there. It's it's interesting to me that, so this is a huge studio effort, right? Like such a huge team looking at all the individual pieces of this. I think it's it's almost a testament to just how much goes into an RPG like system-wise, just how much heavy lifting it is that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying they missed this per se. Maybe they're well aware and just didn't care that, you know, crossbow wasn't as good as some of the other endgame weapons. Um, but maybe maybe it's tough when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the weeds in game dev. Maybe it just never crossed their minds that crossbow really wasn't going to compare. Yeah, and, you know, given the scope of a game like this and the art assets, and I mean, this is a remaster, so it's not like everything was made from scratch, but it's still a, a larger team effort, and um, weapons, I'm sure, are designed by multiple team members. It's not just one weapon guy. Yeah. Um, somebody might be supervising and overseeing those things, but as, as a supervisor, you would just delegate and trust your team, right? Yeah, so, Exactly. Uh, when these parts all come together, they may not be um, uh, as cohesive as they could be. Um, but it's still very usable. My Vaughn in, in my playthrough is a monk time battle mage, and he's still maining the crossbow, and it's been fine. Sweet. But you do you do see the difference when you get some of the better weapons. Um, 
What else? The Gambit system. I love the Gambit system. It is a great idea, and we need to see it in more RPGs, but it also needs some tweaking. Um, there aren't enough options. Uh, I feel like... I read a, a, an interview quote saying that in, in regards to the steal command, uh, that they didn't want to make stealing too convenient for the player. Um, in that if you want to steal, you're still going to have to put in some effort to do so. And what, what that was in the context of was the gambit system and that you can't fully automate a good steal. As in, steal from this enemy until this enemy has nothing and then move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you if you the best we could do is like if the enemy has full health, go ahead and steal, which means your character might get in one steal attempt before the party hits it, and you just move on, <laughs> I move see. on to regular combat. And then you have to manually input the steal command every time until you get what you want. Yeah, or go in and change the macro so that that's all they do. I see. I'm, I'm, I keep saying macro instead of game, but I'm just going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically an MMO anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I'd like to see things like. Let us create conditional subgroups, like there's a top-level condition that lets you execute several gambit uh, branches of logic in, in a row or something. Right. If this, the then the these three things. Exactly. Yeah. Just let us do stuff like that. It was so basically, nice you'd like us to eventually be able to just code our characters. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be crazy. Like The, the, the logic is there. Just yeah, I know, the, I know. They have the, yeah, have the if. If the enemy has a full health, do this thing just let us say do these things instead yeah for sure that would have been nice uh, and also give us more gambit conditions because there were there's plenty of them but uh there can there can be more yeah for sure we we've said this i think on this podcast before that ff12 is a battle system that's just died dying to be iterated upon like because it's it's so mm-hmm. excellent and unique in so many ways it just needs more attention it needs to be done again but better yeah, it's still really satisfying to play this game. It's just it's fun. The the gameplay loop of combat and treasure hunting is, is really enjoyable. And I'd like to just see it come back. Um, don't automatically draw weapons unless the the leader initiates the fight. It, it just bothered me to constantly see everybody sheath and draw the weapon. Sure. Sheath and draw the weapon. Uh, and if you want to avoid any of that in that slowdown you have to hold down r2 forever which is like the, the run button so you can flee from combat right um and it, it would be nice if you could have a setting where unless you as the player start the fight then the fight doesn't start um shortcuts would have been nice i i i have issues with final fantasy 14 but their controller mapping and whoever designed that is a goddamn genius um the, the customization options you get the um, shortcuts on L2 and R2. Yeah, yeah. And double tapping R2, through. double tapping L2. Exactly. L2 then R2. Them together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and what, what would have been great here is um, since you have two party members, if you hold L2, then you have, I'll just call them the left and right party members. The party member on your left, you're going to get shortcuts for them to maybe change gambit pages. Sure. And if you want to, if you want to keep it at only 12 uh, gambit conditions in your setup there, then um, let us have shortcuts for gambit sets. Yeah. And Zodiac Age added three gambit sets per character, but again, you have to be buried in a menu. Oh, to oh so you have to open the whole game menu to change it. I see, I see. That, that's like the core of what I want to avoid. I just hate being in the middle of a cool combat scenario and getting sucked into a menu every time I want to do something. Yeah. Um, so shortcuts would have been phenomenal. And we've seen with 14, the mapping is 
it, it works. It's there. There could, there's, there's options. For it's, it's funny. That, I, I think both you and I, as we've gotten older and played more games, are like we still obviously love RPGs and, and the potential that they have. But I think you and I both tend towards like more actiony RPGs nowadays. And, and I think the reason Twelve hits so hard for both of us is because it is this perfect mix of like action and RPG, right? Like when you're in a zone, just kind of going encounter to encounter, it feels very fluid and like there's no interruption. But it's not a proper action mm-hmm. game. You're not actually hitting the input to have them do the attack and stuff. It, it's that that lovely mix, right? Yeah, there's there's like um, because John, of the game. Are you on fire right now? Did your robot body just start to burn? I hear fire trucks. No, but I lit. I live in a city where this happens all the time. <laughs> um, it's very loud and very annoying. I'm sorry, all listeners. I'm just going to keep talking. <laughs> um, what was I even talking about? Uh, it was how you're a robot and Real John is dead. Real John's dead? Well, uh, the creator of my robot body gave me John's shitty memory. <laughs> oh, that sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> we were talking about the the action mix. Um, yeah, it's it's got that nice like active and passive gameplay going on because with the right gambit setup, you can walk your characters into combat and then watch them play it out. Right? Yeah. But if you want to take control for a, a harder encounter, you can you can do that. My my Vaughn slowly became my main healer, and I trigger those manually so I don't waste it all. Gotcha. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'd like to see that system make comeback. Uh, come back. Combat? Combat? <laughs> a combat. <laughs> it's a combat combat. Ah. <laughs> um, another complaint, I'd like to see it be a little harder because if you do any amount of exploring in this game, you're going to be really overpowered for the main scenario. Right. Um, it just becomes laughably easy. Man, RPG balancing, man. It's no fucking joke. It's tough. I, I definitely don't like begrudge them for it but i'd like to see it be of course tougher. of course um make better use of situational magic like it's really cool to have stuff like float and vanish but they aren't super useful uh, i'd like to see more things matter for that maybe float lets you survive uh, fall from somewhere high to get to some secret area or something right i'd like to, i'd like to see things like that um i'd also like it if you could get those spells earlier so that you could do some experimenting uh, it takes forever to get these, and at that point, you already have accessories that uh, make float useless for dodging traps. And there isn't enough like Final Fantasy themed earth magic that you can dodge through float, so it doesn't. It's not super useful. Um, second accessory slot would have been great because um, again, it's just to keep you out of a menu. You have to go into the menu a lot to change into things like those boots that let you sure. dodge traps yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to do that. And some of those traps end up in like they're they're practically instant kills if the RNG is not in your in your favor. Mm-hmm. So um, it becomes very annoying. Story wise, I think Vaughn is actually a fine character, but they didn't do anything with him. Um, there's a lot of shitting on Vaughn, uh, primarily because they didn't do anything with him. <laughs> but some people just hate his character, like in general. But he he's kind of a nothing character. There isn't really much to hate. <laughs> um, the little bit that is there, I think they could have built on, but they they didn't do enough. Um, I won't go too deep into it, but he's he's kind of just along for the ride. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You you, you said um, in our chats before this at some point that this game would have benefited from just a smaller cast. Yeah, I, I think um, there there are moments in here where 
during a story cutscene, some characters just fuck off and do nothing. Like, you get to the Fawn Coast, I believe, and Vaughn and Pinello run off to the beach and, like, play in the water or whatever. <laughs> like wow. literal children. The, <laughs> yeah, the quote-unquote adults of the party are, are having the real discussion. Like, Ash is the main character of this. It's her story. Yeah. Um, and there are moments in the game where the party does appreciate a bit of what Vaughn can do and, and his like his personality and what he offers, but they're very quickly overshadowed by the next scene where he doesn't matter again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, they, so many characters, it's it's the Ash and Balthier show. Nobody else really has much to, to offer. Um, Fran gets a few good moments in there where she's aware of things because she's a Viera and magic knowledge and stuff like that. But it's it's unfortunate that it's just a lot of Ash contemplating whether or not she wants revenge, and then everybody else just fucks off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind the random treasure chests, but the odds could be a little more in the player's favor because sometimes the RNG just fucks you hard, and you could be at it for hours if, there, if there's an item you want. It gets really tedious. And even... A hundred hours into the game, I can run into a chest where I get like single digit guild. Yes. Oh man, don't even get me started on the fucking guild chests. It's it's nothing. It's, it's, it's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't get anything good at it. Um, last complaint, and then we'll move on. I despise random death moves, um, especially when you're not really offered the means to protect against them. There are are moves in these games or in the, in this game. Um, that a lot of enemies have. It's like something fangs. So wolf enemies, I think, have a move called sonic fangs, and then there's like wyvern fangs and shit. And it just has a flat 5% chance to kill you. And for only 5%, I've I've been had characters killed by that shit so many times. Yeah, like, that's it's, <laughs> just frustrating. It's so It's so irritating. Yeah. And, and if it kills your party leader, and you don't have a gambit set up to... Um, immediately revive like for your other characters yep, immediately yep. revive that person you'll be forced to switch uh yes. party leaders yes, which pauses can't. the game ah, right yeah 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 so it's it's just a an unnecessary kind of break in the in the flow of things where the game completely stops until you pick a party leader even though you I'm, i've been playing a max battle speed active mode and usually using the, te- the two times speed boost that comes with zodiac age that literally makes the game run two, like two, at 200% speed. Everything. Animations, everything. Um, and still, like, <laughs> when, when you're really in it and a random death move kills your leader and you're forced to change, it's just like, oh, fuck off. It's so tedious. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so my, my complaint there is, like, random death nonsense isn't fun. If you want your game to be harder, just make it harder without the RNG bullshit. Yeah. If, if what that's supposed to add, if the random chance of death is supposed to make things more difficult, then just make your game harder. <laughs> it must, it um, must get it. difficult sometimes when you're talking about systems like this. Like, Ideally, you'd ask yourself every time, you know, what's the goal of this particular part of the system, and is it fun? But it must, it must also get kind of hard to always ask yourself that, you know what I mean? <laughs> If I'm feeling yeah. like after iterating on this for however many years this project took, somebody must have been like, 
fucking fang moves. Five percent. We haven't decided. It's five percent. They die. Just fucking write it down and put it in the game. We're done. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, no matter how passionate you are about your project, and I'm sure there are many developers out there um, who are working, even though they, they love working on games, they're not working on their dream game. Sure. So there are plenty of people out there, um, especially with like game industry crunch and time limits and all that stuff, where it's just like, uh, you, you know, we have to cut it off here. Like we can't have this this um, debate about random KO moves for the third week in a row. We're, we're yeah. gonna have to make a decision. Yeah, and yeah. Just put it in. I, I so bet if somebody uh, calls a shot and it ends up in the game. I bet you're right. I hadn't even really thought about the fact. Of course, there's tons of people working on these games that, like you said, are probably passionate about games in general. But for them, it's not their passion project and you know they've worked fucking 80 hour weeks three weeks in a row they probably are going to be a little bit less shit giving about you know the fine details like that exactly yeah anyways overall that's it for my complaints so let's let's do the positive sandwich here although i don't think we started with positivity so it's an open face sandwich uh overall thoughts slice of toast (laughs) Final fantasy 12 john (laughs) I still love it. I'm having a great time. Uh, I'm nearly finished the story. I'm trying to do all the side content. Um, I might have missed one or two things, but I, I yeah, I'm, I'm still having a good time. Would recommend. Uh, it's just when I, I play a game like this, I, I can't help but picture an even better version. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you've played it as many times as you have, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I have many thoughts about the game, but I would not hesitate to recommend. Sweet. Uh, I've obviously played it as well. I think it's a, a pretty awesome game. It's lacking significantly in its story, which is a bummer because if it had a like, it, it's the Ivalis team, right? Uh, yep. So if it if it had like a tactics caliber story, this, this could really, I think, without a doubt, be the best Final Fantasy game. Um, yeah, oh man, tactics is on another level. <laughs> it is. It, it's a whole other fucking level. They just haven't been able to, or they haven't written a story that good since. Um, I, I do still consider FF12 like the last good Final Fantasy game, though. So I hope I hope that changes with 16. That'd be cool. I would like to see that. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Anyhow, FF12, it's a good game. You should play it. Um, anything else besides? What have you been playing? Oh yeah, it is to me. Okay, um, we have a a big uh, a big Souls talk coming up soon. But before we get in, into the weeds on that, because we both have lots to say about the Souls. Um, I'm going to talk about two games mainly, and then I'm going to bitch about Pokemon again, becoming a running theme. Um, so I, I picked up Shin Megami Tensei Five. I guess I should mention I got a third copy of Metroid Dread for Christmas. This is the problem with sharing the same lists with people who do not communicate with each other. Um, so three copies of that game, which I still haven't played, I still intend to play, will definitely play. But anyways, I traded one in for um, for Shin Megami Tensei Five. For those of you who aren't familiar with that that series, I'll say that again. It's Shin Megami Tensei 5. Sometimes when you say it fast and they don't know what you're talking about, you sound like a crazy person. It's uh, <laughs> it's the Persona creators. This is actually, I think, the, the series that spawned Persona. Persona is the spinoff from Shin Megami Tensei. So it's what started the whole uh, demon fusion and stuff like that. And, and the, the whole uh, like press turn advantage where you can exploit weaknesses to get extra actions and that kind of thing in the turn-based battle system. I was having quite a good time with it. I think I'm about 15 to 20 hours in. I ended up taking a break because we started playing uh, Bloodborne. We'll get to that. And I haven't gone back since. And I'm not really itching to go back since, which 
makes me feel shitty because we've talked about this feeling of you know f- feeling like a failed relationship when you don't end up continuing that does surprise me though because when we talked about this you were having quite a good time yeah but then you know what i mean you just you take too much time away and then suddenly you're just you have no inclination to go back to it right um so i I would like to try i I was enjoying Mm it um one thing i I liked about it a lot was that it it starts off really with just throwing you into the world and letting you just play the game for like 10 hours without interrupting you like crazy which was cool so that wasn't super story heavy like persona persona is the exact opposite at least three four and five especially five when it comes to the start of the game <laughs> because personas take like <laughs> fucking 10 hours just to get going finally and this yeah. was was such a breath of fresh air i was just like right away i was in it collecting demons fighting shit um i like their their kind of ruined tokyo world it's 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 neat and, and fun to explore some good in- incentives to exploring as well so that was all pretty good um yeah I, and now that i'm talking about it, i'm gonna have to give it a shot again but overall i had really positive impressions uh the story definitely gets a bit anime cringy here and there but it, it again wasn't super in your face about it so as long as it doesn't overstay its welcome i can kind of i can handle some anime cringe um yeah, I also lucked out and got the steel book. They just happened to have the steel book there, and it looks really friggin' cool. So pretty happy with that. Sweet. Um, also played Inscription. Uh, friend of the show Brandon was kind enough to let me use his Steam library. Well, let's talk about this for a second. He mentioned that you can share Steam libraries, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool," and a huge argument in favor of digital games because one of the one of the big knocks is not being able to share stuff, right? Hmm. Um, and my understanding was if I was playing a game from his library he just wouldn't be able to play that same game at the same time which I thought was a reasonable restriction considering that's how a physical game would work right? you couldn't play my disc and I couldn't play my disc at the same time of whatever game but no, right. if I'm accessing any game in his library he does not have access to his entire library of games until I'm done Jeez. which is really fucking stupid and disappointing that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So, anyways, that that sucked. But we, we, he did end up still letting us. Uh, Kate and I ended up playing um, Inscription together. So, Inscription is a horror card game of sorts. I'm not going to go too in detail. And, and uh, <laughs> this is a frustration I think of, of actually Brandon's in particular, where everybody talks about how great Inscription is, but then refuses to really talk about what it is. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's really great. I can't really tell you what it is, but it's really really great. Um. It's a horror card game. That's, that's what I'm going to leave it at. With a really, really great world. Excellent world building. Excellent mystery that you just absolutely have to find out more about. Um, and the gameplay is super, super solid. It uh, it kind of changes gears a couple times throughout the game. And that knowing about that beforehand was actually kind of a turnoff for me. But when it happened naturally in the game, I was super, super sold on it. Um, yeah, we, we finished it and, and it was easily like a you know top 10 memorable game in the last decade like it, it really really was excellent one of those Damn. one of those special indie game experiences where you just like oh i'm never going to forget that just like like outer wilds it kind of reminded me of that same same feeling where i just needed to know what happened and, and by the end i was totally a convert so um tons of people have already written about how great inscription is i think it was on a bunch of people's lists for game of the year for uh what different publications so Inscription's great. That's that's not news, but I'm yet another person who played it and loved it. So if you have, if you're on the fence at all, and you enjoy that kind of horror element and in a good mystery, Inscription is for you. Ton 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 of fun. 
It does sound pretty awesome. I'm gonna have to try this. Yes, it's good. Indie games, man. They they're they're pushing the envelope in ways that AAA studios either can't or won't. It's it's really great. Um, what else you been playing, or is that it? I'm just gonna bitch about Pokemon for a second. So I I've been playing Pokemon bitch away. <laughs> Shining Pearl, Shining Brilliant, Brilliant Diamond, the remake of the fourth generation games for the Switch, and I am officially done with it. And I'm officially of the opinion that experience share ruins Pokemon games, especially the fact that in this game they force it to be on. You have no you have no choice of disabling it, which is such an odd design choice. I will never understand them taking away this for the player freedom to just make the game a little bit grindier. I don't. Has that has that ever been an option in a game that had EXP share? To turn off EXP share. I know. I think in the correct me if I'm wrong. In the past, EXP share was an equipable thing, right? It used to be an equipable item that only one Pokemon could hold, and it would give them half of the experience, I believe. Since they got away from that, has it ever been an option you could turn off? Yes, it has, because it was it, it was been. still an item, but it was just an item that you toggled on or off. So it's not even something that hasn't been done before. I see. Yeah. Anyways, experience share fundamentally changes the game from the way that Pokemon used to be played, and in my opinion, for the worse entirely, because you can you can play the whole game, essentially, with, with one Pokemon that's, you know, say your starter, for example. First of all, the game's super fucking easy to begin with, so your one starter is probably going to be able to handle most encounters on their own without ever having to switch. So they'll be, they'll be super high level because they're always getting max experience. Everybody else in your party doesn't get the full experience, but it's still pretty high with experience share, so they'll still gain levels constantly. And you'll always be rocking up to the next, you know, gym, the next trainer battle with a fully leveled team. Where in the old games, I had my fucking, let's go Gen 2, I had my Cyndaquil and maybe a Hoot Hoot. And my Cyndaquil was like level 12 at the first gym, and my Hoot Hoot was maybe 5 if I'd given him a little bit of attention. But I had to put Hoot Hoot into the battle and fight with him to get him those five levels, right? Or I had to do that thing of, of starting the battle with him and switching him out and, and then Cyndaquil finishing it. Um, either way, I had to really invest some time into that Pokemon and spend time with that Pokemon, which makes you form an attachment with them so much more. Because with experience share, I could rock up to a gym with a, a full team of, of high-level Pokemon and, and send somebody out for a fight that I've literally never used before, but who's absolutely ready to take on whatever challenge is thrown at them because... Of experience share. Um, right. It just trivializes the whole thing so much. Pokemon games are already pretty easy to begin with, and the new ones just laughably so. And experience share just does not help at all. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, I feel like it's moving the wrong direction mechanically. Um, we talked about a little, this a little bit before the pod, but even, even thematically, like you're not, you're not being a trainer. You're not training the new Pokemon you found. That Pokemon is just watching battles from their ball. <laughs> <laughs> from their ball, yeah. Not even seeing battles. They're hearing battles, maybe. Yeah. It's battle radio, and they're still becoming amazing fighters. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. Thematically, it doesn't make any sense. It's it's taking away the whole the whole adventure and like, the whole yeah, concept. Yeah, and yeah. Through, game, through gameplay, you as the player slash trainer are investing time in this cool new Pokemon you've become attached to because it just fits your sensibilities, and now it, that's kind of being taken away. Yeah, the, that, you're right. The, the time investment is the training. Like, that, that's that's the whole thing. And then they're just they're mm-hmm. throwing it away. Yeah. 
so disappointing. It's yeah, I don't know. I just I, there's so much potential here. Again, this series could do so much, so much. But unfortunately, they won't because I keep buying every fucking game they put out, which is my bad. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, it's, it's all your fault. It is me, me specifically. Yeah, they they always call me up and say, Kyle, we saw you bought the last one again. We're not going to make any changes. So, sorry, sorry, guys. For a little a little Pokemon compliments. Uh, open face sandwich <laughs> a pokemon slice of toast uh i will say that the latest uh what is the new one called arceus oh the, oh yeah the one coming pokemon. out this month yeah well, well, like a fucking week oh my god yeah that's that's really soon that's pokemon Comes out soon. Legends, i will say Arceus, yeah. okay legends yeah well whatever the new one is i will say that from the latest trailer and screenshots i've been seeing graphically it does look much better to me now oh yeah you think they've actually improved it graphically Either that, or they're just showing off better-looking things. I see. Okay. Um, what they, what I saw, made the world look a little more interesting than the, uh, I, don't know, I guess, the initial trailer because the initial one looked like ass to me. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, it's it's looking more interesting. I still don't expect it to. I, I you know, I'll, I'll keep an open mind if someone reviews this and says, you know, this is the next big thing in Pokemon like Breath of the Wild was for Zelda, I guess, then, you know, I'd be happy to give it a shot, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. <laughs> well, you know what? Don't say, not not just if somebody reviews this, because major publications, I have a feeling, are basically destined to give this a great review. Um, I, I almost never go by those. I'm, I'm waiting for people I enjoy on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be, you've got to find these personalities that have similar tastes to you and then kind of use that to try and try and help. I do agree though. Legends yep. Arceus like again, it's trying something new, right? So we got to It's nice to see some experimentation period in Pokémon. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I did just see however that he caught a Psyduck in this trailer or this gameplay thing I'm watching. He caught a Psyduck, okay? And three of his Pokémon okay. leveled up as a result of that. So oh. maybe bad, who knows. <laughs> who knows. <laughs> Anyways, that's Pokemon. Let's talk about fucking Soulsborne, shall we? Soulsborne. Soulsborne. So Elden Ring comes out in just over a month. I remain extremely excited. Um, John and I ended up going back to play Bloodborne, which we talked about doing for a while, and we finally took the leap. Uh, I don't know, John, did we have fun? It started that way. <laughs> it did start that way, and I'd, I'd say that it was there was a lull in the middle, and then it stayed fun for quite a while, and then my character got glitched. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, there's still lots of things I, I enjoy about it. My I don't know, my tolerance for certain Soulsborne nuances, I guess, has gone down. Same. I'm a little less willing to put up with some of the bullshit that comes with the series. Me too. Um, overall, Bloodborne is still insanely polished, and, and um, you know, as far as action games go, really fucking good. But uh, we also did see kind of a crazy amount of clipping through the world issues this yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, like a ton. Not not our like characters of, for the most part. Just just enemies, mo- mostly enemies, dead enemies, yeah. <laughs> or dying just enemies yeah. through the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, overall, I'd say we had a good time, and we were having a good time in the chalices even before your character. Yeah, somehow, yeah, somehow we were enjoying ourselves in the worst content the game has to offer. So, like that has to mean something, right? Right. Yeah, it. it 
playing so we played we played Bloodborne. We'll come back to that in a sec. But we've also been playing Dark Souls Three. We're currently playing that. Actually, we're shortly mm-hmm. off of a, a salty session where an invader just uh, just killed us, and I decided to stop for the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the Soul series, it just does something to me and my brain that no other game does. Like I, I, I really do get fully fucking invested and, and can't put these things down for the most part. Obviously, I've played an ungodly amount of both Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, so I, I am getting to the point now where some of the blemishes are, are really... Sh- I'm seeing them a lot more, and I'm feeling them a lot more. Um, the invasions, for one, which again, we'll come back to that in a, a bit, but yeah, so, so I'm definitely less patient um, than when these games were fresh. But I've said this to you a couple times off the pod, I think that any new Souls game has the benefit of, of it being new, right? Like, the sense of discovery in these games is really, really good when you're playing them fresh. And the... For sure. The, like world exploration itself is extremely satisfying or at least i've always found that it has been like get, getting to the next area is essentially to me reward enough right like that's the reason to keep playing because there's more cool game over there yeah and the, the danger um in the world in these games is is a big part of it because that first playthrough where you're just if you're like if you if you play the way i do i'm very carefully progressing through the world try not to miss items you know i want to I don't want to fucking die and lose all my souls. So um, I remember this most vividly with Demon's Souls, but just the way you kind of slowly creep through the world, sure. making your way. Yeah, um, it's very satisfying when that stuff is new to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but again, then then when you've done it for the fifteenth time, and that that stupid trap you forgot about killed you, then it's like <laughs> I think I fucking hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> I forget about traps like the moment I've walked past them. So I've been killed on the way back many That's, times. <laughs> I, and I trigger traps almost like it's my day job because I've killed John a couple times with them. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Bloodborne, I think we both had a lot of fun. Uh, to me, it actually is still my number one for atmosphere and world. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I find that that world so well crafted and so fucking interesting and that that one really has a mystery that's cool to learn about more so than the soul series in my opinion thoughts on that it is really good uh I, I, if we when we're getting into rankings later it's not for a variety of reasons not number one for me but um lore wise yet yeah, it's it's fucking great yeah um and there's there's more of a horror uh, tinge to it so I mean that's right up my yeah own. for sure of cosmic horror stuff so yeah I, I'm realizing uh, I just more like and more, how bleak the world is <laughs> I'm realizing more and more I, I like I really like horror settings actually and, and horror elements and stuff like that I hmm. I just don't I've never really tended towards actually wanting to sh- like scare myself that doesn't really do anything for me it never has but I like kind of being okay. creeped out if that makes any sense and I like the atmosphere that a horror vibe can can give for sure that is my favorite version of horror. I, I want like disturbing ideas yes. more than like shitty jump yes, scares. Yeah, yeah. I want like things in the world, the lore and stuff, to stick with me when I'm done playing. Cool. Or done watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, I'd say that our biggest complaint coming away from Bloodborne is that the the damage is too high. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway. Also, um, there's just so many. Despite having like a decent number of what is it vigor in that game, yeah, um, a, a decent uh, amount of that stat, there are so many 
opportunities when you're playing together in co-op. I think damage and enemy health scales in co-op, but it's so easy to die in like with one mistake. And you know this the the series gets compared to Mega Man a lot in that you're just learning from repeat attempts at the thing. And it's it's a very apt comparison, but at the same time. Mega, unless you fall in an instant death pit, which is its own problem. In Mega Man, you usually have enough health, and the damage that you're taking isn't so much that you can't, in the same attempt, learn from your mistakes as you're playing. Right. But Bloodborne and, and whatever the damage scaling is like this, it often feels to me like um, you, you fucked up, you're expected to die, to try again, you're going to have to get back here. And it feels like, um, I feel like I would enjoy it more uh, if the damage was toned down a bit, and if that means also for the player, then so be it. Um, where if I fuck up, I can still move forward and like, okay, I can't do that again. Let me just make sure I watch for that move, and we'll try. Again. Yeah, but yeah, in that I hate fucking <laughs> dying and having to do the run back, and ugh, it's just tedious. Yeah, and, and again, especially tedious. We should really couch this all in the fact that you and I have both put an absolute metric fuck ton of time into these games, so that could be clouding some of yeah. our some of our like feelings about this but i think it, we, it's, yeah, it still that. stands all right i took a phone call we forget what we were just talking about i don't want to stop the recording <laughs> go back and listen so we're just going to carry on like nothing happened um <laughs> yes blood we we're talking about bloodborne damage bloodborne, it's, it's too much you die too fast it, it's too it, you, you can't learn in the moment which is the problem like or you can but it, it's rare oftentimes you're just going to fucking die and you'll have to run all the way back there to try it again. Like nothing, nothing is more frustrating in these games than a situation where, you know, you come upon a new enemy. They do a fucking crazy weird move that has a strange animation and like a weird delay or something, and it one shots you. And you're like, well, that fucking mm-hmm. sucked. There was no way for right. me to to just finesse that one, right? I I couldn't do it. Um, and now I've got to run back there a second time. And just hope I figured out the timing on that move for the second attempt. And then it happening again and you dying a second time in a row, that's enough to make you want to fucking turn the game off and never come back. Um, <laughs> right. So, so like, and, and uh, like, we're people who've played these games to death. Like, we're, we're, we're part of the get good crowd, all right? Like, we, 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 we've got our, our bona fides, our... Oh, here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know fucking how to beat a Souls game. These things just definitely get a little bit tedious. Um, the more the more you come across them, um, and and I think I, we both agreed that in Dark Souls Three, it doesn't feel quite so so overtuned as far as the the enemy damage coming in. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm playing like uh, in in our sessions together. I've been playing a pretty tanky guy who has this access to this perseverance weapon skill that also makes me even more tanky. So I, I do feel like outside of some kind of lame things like High Lord Walnir's bullshit mist thing by his body, yeah. which is just, he's a shitty boss anyway. Yeah. Um, outside of crap like that, I, I can survive a lot of hits. I can I can learn an enemy. And as, as a consequence of this build decision, my damage suffers. So it, it, it makes sense, and I can chip away and, and learn during one attempt and if i fuck up it does feel to me a little more fair yeah. like I, I didn't learn fast enough right um i don't know yeah bloodborne to me as much as i like that game uh, in our most recent session and we did go to areas like the dlc too early we also still managed to beat ludwig anyway oh hell yeah let's just quickly okay yeah shout out 
to us. We both beat... So we, we co-opt them. Fair enough. So we cheated. Uh, but we we co-opt... <laughs> We've done it. So yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> we co-opt Ludwig at uh, like blood level... Or soul level 50 or whatever. Um, Pretty low. You ain't supposed to do that. So, yeah, we, we've done that multiple times now, and it was it was still very fun to do it again. I we should probably we should probably say it took us what, like twenty attempts, maybe more? Oh yeah, it was tough. He's he's a, a tough bastard. We hadn't been we hadn't touched this game in, in so long. We was like we were still kinda getting back into the swing of things and he made a joke out of us for a while. Not to, but not it to was, mention it was fun to try. It felt like a raid boss. Yeah, yeah, he, he was a lot of fun. Um not not to mention though, like this is where that one one mistake limit kind of starts to, to frustrate you, though, right? Because we'd be having a fucking incredible fight against him, like not a single error, you know, maximizing damage, and then one missed read on a move, one weird hitbox on a lunge, and you're dead. Like it it does it does get frustrating. Um, yeah, it does. It just felt like too much at times. Yeah, and again, a granted, we were we were at that content <laughs> early, but that is still a problem, even if you fight him at the appropriate level. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, to to bring it back to chalices, I feel like we were doing chalices at a pretty appropriate time, and there are moments. Um, I think that flaming dog boss one shot you once with his body. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. So there's still there's plenty of that bullshit to go around. Yeah, but <laughs> where it, the, so just to talk about the dog boss now. Where, where some of the magic of this game happens is when you fucking put your head down and persevere and just, like, download these bosses and then make absolute fools of them. That feels awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. John's typing a message to someone right now. John cannot do two things at the same time. We're lucky we even got the response, yeah, exactly, out of him. <laughs> so let's all clap our hands for John, the multitasker. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's not wrong, though. I really can't. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> uh, um, let, let's, I'm ignoring my messages. Let's, uh, let's pivot. No, that's fine. Let's pivot to, um, to Schmark Schmoll's Schmee for a second. Um, Schmark Schmoll Schmee. Anything standing out as, like, the biggest strength of this of this one in the series? Uh, damn, I just like the build variety. There's so many cool weapons to play with. I mean, Bloodborne's trick weapons are, are, are a whole different beast, but I, I really like um, you know, I don't know, being able to... I, don't know, I, I find something I want to build a character around, and I can very quickly just spin up a new guy to test it out. Bloodborne felt slower to me in that regard. Um, and just, yeah, the fact that I can build a tank. I love being a tank in these games, and here with uh, my setup right now, I'm able to take a lot of beating. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the build variety is something you and I are both missing in Bloodborne. I remember that being kind of a sticking point, too. Also, the fact that in Bloodborne, um, the hunter tools as a replacement for magic felt really lackluster. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, they, they just really, sh like, you're, you're streamlined, or you're forced, rather, into this this path of, of melee combat in their face super fast action and like that they designed the game around that more or less so it works um mm -hmm. like you know but that's just no matter what build you're playing you're going to basically be in their face attacking with a melee weapon that's that's it so yeah where dark souls 3 just it's it feels a little more open as this this action rpg um souls born genre yeah if you've got um, options for days yeah, and I, I like having all those options, so it definitely 
right now is gelling better with me. Yeah. What about you? Uh, no, I, I think I'd agree. The, the variety is definitely... Well, I, we should mention the gameplay does feel very good in Dark Souls 3. Like they've, they've refined it over the course of Dark Souls 1, 2, Bloodborne, and then this. And you can kind of you, you oh, yeah. can feel that like the game just feels very damn good to play, very responsive. Um, it, it's funny how all the other like third person action games that have tried to do this that I've played like since Bloodborne and or since Souls games have been a thing, uh, everyone that I've played anyways just hasn't been able to capture that same feel like just that responsiveness and that snappy character feeling. Um, just a lot of clunk right. in, in the other versions of this out there. So, yeah, Souls has definitely iterated well on the feel of their games. Yeah, they really nail the, even the minor things just to contribute to that feel, whereas um, some of the, the other studio attempts or the indie attempts just haven't been able to do it. Yeah. Um, on to, I'd say my, my biggest complaint about 3 is, is the world. I just find Three's world the most lackluster of probably every single Souls game. Yeah, it's 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 boring <laughs> at times. <laughs> like there are cool set pieces and cool areas, but I, I saw a comment. There's a, a Twitter uh, uh, trend right now for people ranking their Souls games, and I saw somebody comment that the the world in Dark Souls Three just felt wrong somehow compared to how the worlds in the other games have felt. And I know that's a really t- terrible <laughs> way of of describing it, but that is exactly how I feel. Something about the world just feels wrong in Dark Souls Three. It, um, yeah, I mean, you get to. It feels like wasted opportunity sometimes too. You get to an area like the Smoldering Lake, and it just feels really underwhelming. Even though the initial view into it is is really cool. Like this, the it reminded me of the um, uh, uh, Ash Lake in Dark Souls. Oh, Lake. sure. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. You know these massive trees and just the, the scope of it was really cool. And then they put three hydra bosses or whatever, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it they just didn't do enough with it. The, the ruins area of Smoldering Lake is like pretty meh. Um, and there, there's, it feels like to me there's a lot of that. I found the grand art. I've never. I want to point out too. I've never finished the main story of. Dark Souls. Yeah, I mean, I lost steam every time. That's the only one, isn't it? Of these games, it's the only one. Yeah, yeah. wow, that's crazy. That's worth mentioning. Except I haven't, I haven't played Sekiro. Sekiro wasn't really my jam, but of the of the main like Soulsborne series, uh, Dark Souls Three is the only one. Right. Just wasn't doing it for me. I got to Grand Archives and I was so bored. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I mean. There's again something about it just yeah isn't as exciting. Um, as, as yeah. some of the other worlds they've crafted, and I'm not entirely sure why. Anyhow, games. Yeah, it's just not striking the same. Yeah, chord. game's still good. Like it's still a great game. I don't think they've released a, a Soulsborne game that hasn't been at least quite good. And Dark Souls Three is no exception. It's it's still a very solid fucking game. So I don't yeah, want to like to to, to point <laughs> to exactly and and to expand on that a bit. Despite our little bitch session just now, we're still having tons of fun with the game. Yeah, like I've still put in you know twenty some odd hours in the last like less than a week basically so it's consuming my life as these games always do when i start to play them <laughs> yeah um okay why don't we talk about our fucking souls game ranking and we can argue over why the other person's wrong let's do it okay what is your number one for me it's demon souls okay my number one is dark souls one 
Demon Souls. Now you're talking original PS3 Demon Souls because you have not pay, played the remake, right? That's correct. Damn, it's I'm I'm gonna be totally open. A lot of this is nostalgia for me. I haven't played this in ages. Yeah. Um, I really liked the world. I liked the weight of of your weapons in there. They felt really good. I'm sure if I went back to it, I would find plenty of things to bitch about. But I, I remember Demon Souls and the world and the old one and the the arch stones and all that stuff really fondly um and yeah it was my introduction to this and it still sits very high for me nice i, I will say uh so of course i i played uh the demon souls remake when i got the ps5 that was like the first thing i did and i and i platinumed it so i played the crap out of it i obviously had a good time um the fucking swamp level can die in a fucking pit dude <laughs> fuck i can't just curse enough i hate that fucking level um, but it was something of defilement, maybe. Yes, the Valley of Defilement. Thank you, thank you very much. So as much as I love it, I forgot the name. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, um, the the best thing about Demon Souls to me is the the Nexus and the the Archstones. Being able to hmm. say, here, here's the beauty, right? I can go to the Valley of Defilement, have just an unabashedly terrible time and say, fuck this, I'm going somewhere else, and I can go progress a different part of the game, right? Where right. Dark Souls 3 does, to me, feel very linear in comparison. Um, you, there's a few little branching paths, but they always dead end, and then you end up back on the main one, right? And right. and this is more of a bunch of paths extending from a central kind of circle, and you can just explore them each at your own leisure, and, and the, the zones are very different from each other, and some of the atmosphere in that game is... is Honestly, some of the best of the series. Um, yeah. That's, that's a big part of it for me, even in the uh, initial Boletaria area. Um, I just remember <laughs> Boletaria. The Bullet, the bullet <laughs> dash area, A-R-E-A. All right. <laughs> uh, I just remember vividly playing uh, my initial... Like, I accidentally made a quality build the first time I played this game. Okay. Um, and I was just stalking up that tower very slowly, terrified with my shield yep. up in Boletaria, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> like the, that's the, I've been hooked ever since. The, the castle area. <laughs> yep, yeah, the, the initial yeah, one. Yeah, dude. Like, but the first, Boletaria 1-1. One, one, they have not done a castle area as good as as that since Dark Souls, or Demon Souls, rather. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I still I'd agree. find Boletaria like one of the best Souls levels in its entirety. It's so, so good. I don't know what it is about it. It's 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 just awesome. Um, I so I I said Dark Souls one. I played Demon so Demon Souls was my first Souls game. I saw you play it when when we were kids. Yet, or I guess I was a teenager at that point. But and and I remember renting it at one point. I think I I think I rented it. I didn't buy it. Did I buy it? I don't have it anymore. So if I bought it, I sold it. Which is no. Surely I didn't do that. Well, say I rented it for the the canon of the podcast. Um, and, and I did really like it, and I actually did finish it, which which I kind of re-remembered upon replaying it years later that, oh yeah, I did, I did finish this game. But it was Dark Souls 1, for me, that really cemented the Souls series as, as something special. Um, so I am also kind of going a bit on, on nostalgia and memory here, because I'd say Dark Souls 1 is probably the one I've played the least of the most recently. Okay. But uh, I think the interconnected world was beautifully crafted. Uh, the fact that you can actually lay this world out in 3D and it all connects to itself like geographically in a way that makes sense is, is wild. 
Um, I love those art pieces people do of the like interconnected world in the vertical art piece of, of Dark Souls 1. It looks really sweet. Um, right. I think that this is one of the best from a lore standpoint from the Soul series, Demon Souls not included. Um, yeah, just just some really memorable bosses and zones that that are, yeah, they're they're great. I don't really have much else to say other than I had a lot of fucking fun with this game, and it was it was the one that really converted me. Yeah, um, so Dark Souls for me is my number two. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and yeah, the interconnected world, fucking incredible. It's it's just insane game design, and a lot of planning and, and just thought went into that. Um, like you said, the lore is amazing. I liked the build variety. Uh, I still love Velka's rapier and my index guy that I was married to for a yeah. while. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's just it, it captured a lot of what Demon Souls started and and made a lot of things better. It's only number two for me because there are atmosphere things and just a feeling I got from Demon's Souls that I haven't got from other games in the series. Fair enough, man. Yeah, it, it, it really can't... You can't discount that. That, that there, There's a lot of je ne sais quoi for our French listeners to, to these games, I think, for, for what makes a game a particular person's favorite. Um, so I'm hmm. never going to shit on somebody for having a different order than me for this because I just think that, yeah, the, the different atmospheres are going to hit people differently. And, yeah, Demon's Souls has, right. has a great one for sure. Um, yeah, Demon Souls for me, it, it's all the way down at the fourth spot out of uh, out of six. But it, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's it's, <laughs> it's number four of uh, of a series of ridiculously high quality. Yeah, games. yeah, exactly. So, anyways, yeah, Demon Souls, <laughs> and that's that's with my. So I, I I played the game originally when it came out and beat it. I played it a couple years ago with a friend on PS3 again, and we beat it together, which was a ton of fun. And then I played it most recently again uh, with the remake. So, yeah, I'd say that my memories of it are pretty fresh. And I remember that my frustrations were were numerous with that game. That's, I think, one reason that it's it's staying at number four for now. But anyhow, so hmm. your number two was Dark Souls. So we can skip over your number two for now. Unless you want to say more about I, Dark I do want to... I just want to say something funny about Demon Souls, actually. Um, so I bought a PS3 for that game. Oh, wow. Uh, I, I, was, I was addicted to the trailer way back wow when, i don't I, remember that at all i, I was obsessed dude the only <laughs> i can't the only other game i remember watching the trailer that much for was resident evil 4 on the game oh wow <laughs> those those two games um yeah i bought the ps3 for that and funny enough i didn't like it at first oh like there the, and i i wrote like a, a user review nobody fucking read it. it didn't matter you wrote a uh, user wait. review a user review for GameSpot of this game. Oh my god! Okay, because <laughs> I liked it that much. But what my review basically said, like, give it a chance and and just try to to get into and understand what this game and the developers wanted from you. Like, they want you to take your time and go slow. It's not. It is an action game, but like, pace yourself in a right. way. Because like when I I wasn't doing that at first. I hadn't played a game like yep. this in forever. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. Um, but when I started to do that, and I just really got into the selling, the selling, the setting, and let the atmosphere creep in, I was like, "God damn, this is great!" Dude, you know what? Um, I, I that's awesome. Ever since, yeah, I, I thought you meant you wrote a review when you weren't enjoying it, and I was like, "What a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I definitely brought up, if I remember correctly, uh, some some criticisms. Um, if I remember correctly, ladder speed is terrible in this yes, game. Yes, yes, it is. 
like fucking brutal. I don't know if they fixed that. I in the think remake, they. I th- I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Also, I fucking hate missables. So the world tendency thing was not my favorite. No, world thing. tendency is actually just bad. Just real bad. Um, especially mm-hmm. because. Like you'll you'll remember it when you end up replaying it on the PS5, John. But if you're doing like the white world tendency things, you can get to a point where it's impossible to make the world tendency white, basically, and you're just stuck okay, at a black world tendency no matter what you do. So if you miss stuff, you miss stuff. Fucking deal with it. It's 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 brutal. Um, I do I do hate that. That's it's just I can't stand missiles. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So you you kind of touch on something that I think everybody who becomes a fan of these games feels. There's a there's a moment of like your brain understanding it and understanding what is being asked of you and understanding why this is enjoyed by so many people and then suddenly when mm-hmm. you, when you are on the other side of that and you can see how much joy there is here you're like oh my god I need to tell everybody like oh no I know you just got killed 17 times in a row by that first boss because <laughs> you suck shit trust me if you stick it out like it, it, we all like evangelize this shit right and and tell people how great it is and just you just have to get a little further and you'll you'll get there but there is this moment and of, part of the yeah, go ahead, go ahead. i was gonna say and part of the, like the difficulty discussion of why a lot of us don't want an easy mode in these games is it's not it's not malicious but I, you know i i think people who have that moment click for them would be like oh my god i get it now and then they'd, they'd enjoy the same thing we got to yeah exactly exactly and, and you'd remove that think for a lot of people if, if it was just here's the easy mode if it was yeah. if it was too easy yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's a tough it discussion a honestly having played bloodborne i i almost i don't want to say i like you and i are asking for that game to be a bit easier right like we, we think it's actually not yeah, essentially we're not yeah. we don't think it's balanced particularly well in a lot of cases um but we're not asking for an easy mode right we, we just we want the same. I mean, with my part, oh, with my quirks, if there was an easy mode, I would have played on hard anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a you um, problem. That's a yeah. main problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if there was, I don't know, se- separating the easy mode from a complaint about balancing is just overall the default uh, enemy damage coming in. Uh, to me, it shouldn't feel like golden eye, golden gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get one shot when it takes me thirty hits to kill an enemy. Yeah, yeah. Fair. I'm exaggerating, of course, but uh, more of the Dark Souls ability to kind of feel things out in the moment and not get slaughtered and have to run back and try hundred times. Yeah. Although, again, it, it, we should still state like it's still Souls, so of course there are going to be moments where you do get slaughtered basically immediately, no matter what you do. So. Those yeah. moments still exist, but they're fewer and further between, at least in Dark Souls 3, compared to Bloodborne. And there's still plenty. Getting getting command grabbed by an enemy and dying is always frustrating. Yeah, yeah that's a gimmick <laughs> we would love to see go away. The, the command grabs, where if, if you got hit by it, you just watch your slow animation for your death, that just kind of sucks. I don't know. There's always... there's. So, I mean, a lot of them are good, but there's plenty of jank in those grabs where you swear you dodged it, but you got vacuumed right. into their hitbox. Right. Uh, those are always frustrating. It's a technical thing. I'm not going to hold that against them too hard, but it is. it can be very frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, John, what's your number three? I think I know the answer for this, but what's your number three? Bloodborne. Hell yeah. Um, so number three, Bloodborne for my, you? Number, number, my number two is Bloodborne. <laughs> Yeah, that's why, that's right. why I skipped. Because we've done your one and two already. We've done my one, which is Dark Souls 1. 
I figured your three would be right. Bloodborne. My two is Bloodborne. Um, yeah, Bloodborne's great. <laughs> what else is there to Bloodborne's say? Bloodborne's great. <laughs> <laughs> and we we have complaints, but again, it's it's like FF12. Despite all my bitching at the start of this, still very easy record. Yeah, d- despite our our tendency to nitpick and want to see the little things that bother us improved, never forget that ultimately we are a couple of dudes who appreciate the hell out of games and and love a lot of them. Like that's ultimately where we're coming from. So yeah, Bloodborne's great. Let's uh, let's leave it at that, shall we? Let's leave it at that. Bloodborne's great. Uh, okay, my number three is Dark Souls Two. I am surprised. I thought you would be. So let me let me quickly explain myself. Number one, I'm referring in particular to my experience with the Scholar of the First Sin playthrough uh, that I did probably okay. two or three years ago. Now I kind of bought it on a whim on the PS4 because it was on sale. Maybe actually I might have paid full price. Who knows? Um, I was feeling like a Souls game, and, and 2 was the one I had by far played the least of. And my memory of that playthrough is just so positive. And granted, it's been a couple of years, so I'm probably forgetting some of the most frustrating aspects. But Dark, Dark Souls 2 feels very different from Dark Souls 1 and 3, and you can tell a different team was behind it from, from that aspect alone. It just feels not quite the same. Even the way the health bars come up and, and health comes off, it just feels different. Which which is, you know, that's Definitely. minute. But it, all these little things add up to just the game feeling a bit off, almost. Hmm. But I think I let that color my enjoyment of it too much. And I didn't see that there's actually a really, really interesting world in Dark Souls 2. It doesn't let itself get bogged down with areas connecting to each other and needing to make sense, per se, as much as 1 and 3 do, to an extent. Um, and right. you could, there's, I, th- I think it's more fantastical than Dark Souls 1 and 3 and it, it kind of just takes you to weird places and, and the world is really interesting for it um, the DLCs were also really really good one of my favorite areas in any Souls game was actually in one of the DLCs uh, for that one, it was this cool like almost underwater looking city with tons of like big sloping staircases and treacherous falls and stuff and it had these cool cool enemies there that were like these Limescale encrusted nights and stuff. It was it was excellent. Lots of really <laughs> good atmosphere in Dark Souls 2, and the DLCs really impressed me. So yeah, I had a really really good time with that playthrough of it. And for that reason, mostly because of the world building stuff, I I, I put it ahead of Dark Souls 3 for that reason. Well, yeah, uh, Dark Souls 2 for me is at the bottom of the list, um, and I, I agree with a lot of what you just said. There are parts of the world that I really did enjoy when I went through it but in a lot of ways Dark Souls 2 just felt cheapened to me because of that feeling you were talking about um, the, the fact that like and I hate to say it but the, the B squad I guess was driving Dark Souls 2 because um, Miyazaki was working on Bloodborne at the time I think yep. um, the the way the game felt was missing a lot of the stuff I wanted from. I, I see. I having said. Yeah, that, I agree. Said that though, I still. Boy, I made like seven fucking characters and enjoyed the hell right. out of it. Right. <laughs> um, there was also a bit of technical jank that did get in the way for me. I, I remember having this issue with delayed run. Or, you know, you hold circle to run. Um, circle. If you play on Xbox, you hold the, the dodge button to run basically, um, and it always took felt like it took fucking forever to come out yeah there, there was um, always like a solid had... second long delay if not a little more yeah and and just there are there were little things like that that really 
detracted from the experience for yeah. me. Having said that, though, just remembering some of it now, I remember lots of very cool armored designs. Like, I think Alva's set started yep. there. Yes, it did. Um, I remember the blue flame swords that I wish came back in Dark Souls Dude, Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 2 tried so much new shit. Like, they, they really tried yeah, to yeah. iterate. You know what I wanted back for 3? I wanted the shield chime back. Sure, dude. Uh, there's lots of good stuff in two that that it's a shame it didn't find its way into three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's it's at the bottom for me because there's just a bit of, like you said, the feeling is off and there's a bit of jank that I, I I've got to put it down below uh, of the more polished below the more polished. Yeah, I, I would love to see. Of course, you know th- this 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 list would probably change if you asked this again in the year, but. Um, I'd love to see if that changed for you at all. If you did end up playing Scholar of the First Sin, I'd be very curious to see now with with all this we've, perspective. We've been talking about that a lot. Yeah, and uh, I definitely want to. You've been you've been hyping it up a bit, and this talk right now about how cool the world was, uh, I, I'd be down to give it a shot. Uh, if they if they fix the run thing, it would definitely improve. In my cool. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to do some some digging into that again. But yeah, I, I'm definitely down for a Dark Souls two revisit again because it's been at least a couple of years now. So. Sometime after Elden Ring, maybe in the summer, we'll do some Dark Souls 2. Okay, uh, you're number four. Number four was Dark Souls 3. Cool, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, So then your last one being Dark Souls 2. Um, My number four is Demon's Souls. I actually put it above Dark Souls 3. I know, isn't that weird? I'm I'm having fun. I don't mean to, again, I don't mean to poo-poo Dark Souls 3 too much. I'm certainly enjoying our time with it. But the more we play, the more I am remembering that this game just does not have the same je ne sais quoi of some of the other ones. Like, it just it just doesn't... Sorry, Dark Souls 3 is what I'm referring to. Um, it right. just doesn't quite do it for me on, like, a whole package level for some reason, and, like, a world-building level especially, as much as some of the other ones. That said, as we've been playing, I've definitely been complimenting some of, like, the NPC storylines and quest lines. There's lots of good shit in here, but for whatever reason... Mm. Yeah, Demon Souls. Of course, I think the remake is one of the reasons that this is so high up too. Like they did such a great job, Blue Point, with with remaking Demon Souls. And I'm not a graphics whore by any means, but see, seeing the world that from PS3 days, like seeing it look as good as it did on the PS5 with the crazy ray tracing lighting and everything, like just mind blowing, man. Seeing Boletaria Castle for the first time is fucking jaw dropping, dude. And I, I can't wait. I've avoided a lot of dude, like media coverage dude, of Demon Souls because I just want to go in fresh. <laughs> yeah, you need to you need to, you need to get on that man because it's it's good. Um, then I'm gonna get grabbed by one of those uh, uh, what are they called? Those mind flayers from D and D, basically in Tower of Life. Oh yes, I'm gonna be like power power off <laughs> power off. <laughs> How about no? Um, no, I'm telling you, you're going to go to the Valley of Defilement. One of the stupid little trash mobs is going to do their weird running push attack, which hits you like 17 times, and it's going to kill you. Jeez. And you're going to be like, I fucking hate everything Miyazaki has ever touched. <laughs> and then you're going to burn your PS5. Anyways. Um, we I've said it many times during our DS3 playthrough, but there's just a unique rage you get from this There sure too. is. There's a unique rage and a unique satisfaction. Yeah. It's the highs and the lows. You and I seek out experiences, John, in games where the highs are very high and the lows are very low. The the FF11. Yeah, the FF11 theory. Why that why that game was was our crack cocaine. Um, okay, uh, we we've said tons about demons and DS3 already. 
So and then DS2 of course being your last one. So I'll quickly talk about Sekiro. I put it at the end of my list, so it would actually be my last game. Um, and again, I don't mean to like Sekiro deserves a lot of credit because from a gameplay perspective, I think it's far and away their most polished piece of work. Like that game is precision is the best possible word to describe it. It's fucking so precise. The problem with it is that it asks you to be as precise as it is. Um, when it works, it feels awesome. I do think Sekiro is just too fucking hard. Uh, I haven't revisited revisited it specifically because I just don't have the energy to like try that hard again. Because <laughs> like, I, I I finished it. <laughs> right. I finished it and I had a great time. I really did. Um, I think they had an, another awesome world they built. Cool lore, all the great stuff that From does. I, I liked the change in setting to the more Japanese feudal japan era thing and the shinobi stuff that was all cool totally didn't mind that at all but yeah it's it took it took a bit of my life force i think to beat that game um i have a, i have a friend at, at work who who like he's like angry that sekiro exists he also beat it but anytime he talks about it he gets like the scowl on his face and he just like his mood gets way worse because he because he had to fucking beat the thing right uh anyways yeah it's a good game i i think i think um What's that famous George Lucas quote when he when he watched back the first showing of the Phantom Menace? I think he said, "I think I may have gone a little bit too far in some places." <laughs> I, I, I think uh, nice. I think Miyazaki maybe should have thought that about Sekiro too. But anyways, it's it's the last on my list. So as as a refresh for mine, DS one is number one, Dark Souls one, Bloodborne, Dark Souls two. Demon Souls, Dark Souls 3, Sekiro, and that's for right now. That could change, and I'm very curious to see where Elden Ring is going to end up on that list. So, John, what's your what's your list for a recap? Uh, for me, it's Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 2, and Sekiro is on my list at the bottom. But I have to clarify, I have not played much. Like I, Kyle brought it over once for me to try um, briefly, just to see the combat. I, I'm not super into the the setting. Um, they they took a lot of what I like about Dark Souls and then took away my character creator, so I lost interest. Yeah, yeah that matters <laughs> a lot to John. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, cool. That's our that's our Souls chat. We are both very excited for Elden Ring. Um, just new new Souls is always so special. So treasure it, oh, yeah. savor it when it comes out. Really enjoy that that new soul environment and and let's all have a great fucking time um all right let's uh let's end it with a couple things one you were going to talk about something we had chatted about last time john which was my question about disc-based games and why on the playstation for example they do not run the game from the disc and instead insist on you downloading it onto the onto the console you have some answers right yeah i did some reading up on that because it it got me curious um and despite working in computers, um, this just isn't something I really care about. Ah, so hold on. Um, you work inside of a computer? That sounds like a pretty robot thing to do. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm very human. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Beep, boop. Um, yeah, so the reason we have to install that, as far as I understood from, from looking this stuff up, is uh, it's about read speed, right. essentially. Um, reading from a disk is a lot slower than reading from internal memory. 
like your hard drive and e way slower than reading from the internal RAM. I see. Um, RAM is always fastest and the, the chunk of the game you're playing is essentially loaded into RAM so that you can play that shit at 60 FPS or 30 FPS depending on the game. Right. But um, reading from a disc is is significantly slower and I have some, some specs here. So According to the tech specs of the PS4 on Wikipedia, the maximum read speed of a PS4 Blu-ray disc is 27 megabytes per second, which sounds like a lot, but when you think about the size of certain assets in a game, um, these things can get huge. Right. Really high quality music, high quality textures, uh, 2K or 4K textures, or, or just a, a sound file uh, of a really complex piece of music, they can get pretty huge. Um, a lot, a lot of the space, most of the space, uh, on the disc of the game you're playing at any given time is assets. It's all the art, it's all the music, it's it's movie files or whatever. If there's cutscenes and things like that, um, and you, you have to read that stuff in. That all has to be like in a game like Dark Souls Three, where there are very few load screens when you're not teleporting. Um, that stuff has to get streamed in to be ready when you need right. it to keep that seamless experience. So to make that possible, reading off of the hard drive or reading out of RAM is a lot faster. And uh, a Nintendo Switch cartridge, uh, uh, just to bring it up again, PS4 Blu-ray, 27 megabytes per second. Let's, let's compare that to a cartridge. Nintendo Switch cartridge comparatively reads at about 100 megabytes per second, wow. according to gaming gamingtierlist.com. Yeah. And I have noticed like the load times in Final Fantasy XII are... They're, they're really small. Cool. Um, and uh, uh, this this actually caught me by surprise. I didn't know this. Um, according to PS4Storage.com, PS4 uses a mechanical drive with a SATA 2 interface. And that's that was outdated even when this came out. Right. Uh, mechanical drives are cheaper, but they're slower. And when I say mechanical, we're talking about the old style of hard drive where you had like a magnetic drive and the spinning disc platters and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And the reason that the reason that's slower is inside these hard drives are read and write heads, and those things have to move. It's, it's called seek time. They have to seek out the data that you're asking oh, wow. for and that stuff. That's that's slow. Um, and SATA two tops out at around 300 megabytes per second. I don't know if the PS4 ever hits that, but SATA three, which was out when the PS4 came out, doubled that oh, speed. Geez. Um, but I'm guessing this was a cost yeah, saving. Yeah, of course, right? yeah. Um, but I, w I won't go deep into the weeds with this, but the, the main thing is uh, 27 megabytes per second, I guess, when we're looking at AAA games, is just not fast mm. enough. So you install the game to your hard drive, and then when you really need speed, whatever you need at the time is loaded into your RAM, and that's significantly faster than a disk. I think we're just at a point where games look too good to be read at that speed. Now, I, th I have a follow-up question. I'm pretty sure the Xbox One ran games off of a disc. Hmm, I should look I, into Xbox I don't specs. think... I, that's true, I'm not I sure. I think that that was always a complaint, or rather a point against Sony in, in some people's minds, was that they forced you to do the, the, the hard install to take up hard drive space with your disc-based games, where Xbox did not. Um... Oh, I'd be I'd be very curious about that. Yeah. Um, so John will do some further research and tell us next time on the pod. Possibly, I might get bored of this topic. But I'll <laughs> <pick it in. laughs> uh, yeah, if that's if that's true, that'd be very cool. I have to read up yeah. on that. 
Nice. Well, thanks for looking into that, John. That was actually very, very interesting stuff. Um, okay, last thing for the day is just a tiny bit of news. I guess it's big news, in a way, but um, Awesome Games Done Quick just wrapped up their uh, event for the, for the well, their, their winter-based event for the year, and they broke another world record. They raised $3.4 million for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. So big fucking kudos to everybody who helps out with that. There's also a ton of great speedruns on the playlist that I have, have in my backlog now. There's an FF8 one. Um, there's a blindfolded Sekiro run. So that sounds amazing. Um, some people are just made different. You know what I mean? Some people are gods, <laughs> and then there are mortal men like us. And there's the plebs. Yeah, and the plebs. Um, yeah, so if, if you have any interest in watching speedruns, this is the, the big speedrunning event that's been going on for, I think, almost a decade now. Um trying to raise money for a number of foundations they've done doctors without borders in the past and this year was the prevent cancer foundation so they have a bunch of speedrunners basically volunteer their time they do it for a huge huge international live audience and then people donate in real time and, and they give it to good charity so yeah hats off to everybody who did that and if you have any interest in watching some of those often very entertaining runs you can find that all on youtube because they're kind enough to upload it there yep hell yeah Cool. John, anything else you want to say before I uh, end the pod? That's it for this time. Okay. Robot John, anything you want to say before I end the pod? I'm very human. <laughs> you just responded to <laughs> Robot John, though. You said I'm, meaning that you took ownership of the title Robot John. I didn't understand the Case question. Case cracked. Yeah, because you're not a human. There, there was a... There was a capture request in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes sense, human John. <laughs> I, I, I miss I miss heard. <laughs> All right, well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll try and do one of these again in a couple weeks, if if not a month again. We'll see, I guess. But uh, Elden Ring in so short a time, so we'll do at least one more before the the big release. Sweet. Go. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Branching Path Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at BranchPathPod or just search Branching Path Podcast. Check out our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash branchingpathpodcast. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on our RSS website, which is rss.com slash branchingpathpodcast. Thanks again for listening. Take care.